I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Yes or no, did you ever take banned substances to enhance your cycling performance? Yes. I had no prior knowledge of the planned assault on Nancy Kerrigan. I am deeply sorry for my irresponsible and selfish behavior I engaged in. Hello, everybody. The week of Thanksgiving has arrived, and with it, a new episode of Oops Podcast, which you're listening to. I'm your host, Francis, and my co-host as well is Julio Gallarotti. Wow, what a clunky intro. <laughs> Different every time. Love it. Adjusted Thanksgiving week. What a fucking weird week, man. It sure is. Um, what are you going to do? Have your plans changed based on the recent developments? There is no plan. There is no plan, meaning the, you're not going anywhere? The plan, my calling my parents to ask what the Thanksgiving plan is, Feels like calling my stoner friends about what their weekend plans are. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I just woke up. <laughs> yeah, it's it's my mom saying, let's play it by ear. It's all in flux. Right, right, right. So many different things to consider from our family this year. My sister is due to have her baby any second. Congrats, congrats. Any second. But yeah, that certainly complicates things, I imagine. Well, yes, it does. So they're in Boston. Her husband is a doctor, uh, and he has to work on Friday and Wednesday, right? Mm -hmm. So he only gets Thursday off. Got it. So there's really no way that they're going to come up to Maine. Right. Which means that if my girlfriend and I go to Maine for Thanksgiving, which is sort of what we usually would do, we might go with my parents into Boston to have Thanksgiving with my sister and her husband at their apartment. And then just drive home after Thanksgiving? I don't know, man. Yeah, no, I feel you. That doesn't sound great. It doesn't even sound like my parents want us to come because they don't, nobody wants us around the baby, potentially. Right. Coming from multiple states. Yeah. And it sounds like we're going to kind of call off Thanksgiving. Yeah. For, for maybe the first time ever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm in a similar boat. What a streak. Thanksgiving had <laughs> what a what a streak what a streak Thanksgiving is the um Mariano Rivera of holidays <laughs> it is so reliable I would argue more reliable than Christmas true and it's really it's really reliable in an overachieving capacity too. sure is like you know it, it it there's less kind of a, of a binding element to it that kind of like invigorates the population, but yet still it's like so widely observed. Well, I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. I would actually say there is a binding element. I think that the, the onus on family gathering and the very, the very thesis of that, you know, the, the name Thanksgiving. No, totally. Makes more sense than Christ mass. Okay, fine. But you, okay, I guess it depends on how you look at it. You know what I mean? Like, there clearly, there is no religious element to it. Correct. Um, you know, it's based upon sort of the pilgrims. Like, this is the way that we, I learned about it. You know, the turkey and the pilgrims yeah, and yeah. being thankful and whatever. And that's kind of transcended and turned into, like, a family thing. But this is all kind of like, you know, this has evolved into, yes. like, what it is today. Yes, yes. It's certainly a great holiday. R right. But, but I look at what it is today. Okay. You know, we, we okay. talk about when the streak started. <laughs> it was even even in its earliest days for me it was always about family and 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 food and 
gathering. Yeah, so my family always hosted it too, and nice. and hosts it. But uh, so update for my end, it's a it's a similar situation now for us. Over the past few weeks, obviously, you know, COVID has seemed to really been blowing up. Um, I know a bunch of people who've been getting it. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, not people that I've interacted with, but it also infiltrated my family, my direct family. Yeah, you're. Yeah, um, I almost said it, but I no, no, it's okay. Didn't want people to know. I just don't need to. I don't want to like be airing out which speci- which direct family member it was. Yeah, I mean, right. there's, I only have three of them. Mm-hmm. Fortunately, the other two are negative, and the one who has just uh, who had it has just finished their isolation. Okay. Um. So those things are looking positive, but you know things are certainly complicated. Like the prospect of traveling on the train is like not as good of one as I. No. You know, I, I maybe would have done that a month ago, and I don't know that I'm willing to do it now. So it's about $300 Uber home, which I'm not willing to pay. Oh, goodness. Why and don't you just rent a car? I could just rent a car, but I think that will also end up being more you expensive. Keep it for a while. I see what you're saying. I, I don't know. I have to explore these options, mm-hmm. um, but also leaning towards maybe Thanksgiving break in the street, mm-hmm. um, which is what, a bummer. Really quick, what's the most expensive Uber you've ever taken? One way? Sure. It can't be... Mo- Actually, you know what? The most expensive Uber I've ever taken was in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And this was why. I had a long layover, and I left the airport, and Oof, I got ooh, in the ooh, Uber, ooh. and I was like, can you just drive me around Amsterdam and show me everything? And the guy uh-huh. was like, this is weird, but sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was like 100 bucks, which isn't that bad. No, no, and no. It was worth it. Well, I imagine you have one that's more expensive. Well, it's so funny. I've spoken about my very wealthy friend uh, who's very successful as a trader before on yes, the podcast. And he's so mathematically inclined. He studied math at Harvard. That mm-hmm. was his major. Right. It's a good major, dude. Does, does that, <laughs> do you understand what that means? I, I'm not necessarily sure. No, <laughs> I'm not sure. If there's a major at Harvard that sounds like a class you took in third grade, it's the hardest thing you could possibly imagine. Right. It's a goodwill hunting situation. Yeah. Yes. Bi- biology. Studying biology at Harvard. Like, it's, it's the majors that sound made up that mm. aren't hard. Right. Social studies, you know? Right, right. Uh, but I guess that theory doesn't work because you took social studies in middle school, too. Math. Math at Harvard, majoring in math is one of those things where if I see someone who's done that, I don't look at them the same way. I think there are different species. Right, right. There's, yeah, there's no way to like, it's either you got it or you don't, then you also have to just be able to like do so many other things. It's a much it's a much more like cut and dry situation than like you said. Like, yeah, they're doing research right. in math. Proofs. Right. Stuff like that. Like their professors have made breakthroughs in math. You have to, <laughs> you have to prove what you're doing, not, not show your work. Right. Not, you know, <laughs> I don't, whatever. The point is he's a, he's a savant and a, and a great friend. And uh, he came upon this, I think we've talked about this actually, the, the idea of like a cost of time. Yeah. The value, the, the finance, the value of time, the monetary value of time. I've talked about this before on the podcast. And for him, especially when he would uh, come home from Montauk on the weekend, mm-hmm. on a Sunday, which is a three and a half hour drive from Montauk back to New York City. You know, it's, it's a like three hundred bucks probably, right? 
Yeah, it's something, like, something that. like that. Yeah, yeah. I've so, never done it, but I so know he would are. he would routinely you know allow himself to get drunk on Sunday. Oh wow! And then knowing that he had a driver who was going to take him all the way to his door, right? And that relieved enough stress that it validated the cost of the Uber for him. Totally. But he would also try to get two other people in the car or maybe three other people in the car. Each person pays a hundred bucks right. at that point, weighing that versus the $25 train ticket. Oh yeah. Where no, you're less comfortable. It. You have to get out at Penn station and Jamaica. You, you have to sprint across exactly. the platform to get a seat. All of that stuff, you know, for him made it, made it worth it. Um, and also he makes a lot of fucking money. This guy. Yeah, but back so then, back then it wasn't okay. it wasn't as obvious. Got it. Because um, that, of course, influences it as well. But, dude, a hundred percent that that is worth it, and that's that's something that's worth it for people across different income levels. Yes, like yes. that Uber. Yeah, it's funny when you get to a point where you're Ubering that far. It's funny how like there's a discussion with the driver that takes place. You yeah. you don't just yeah. get in and go. <laughs> yeah, no. He's yeah. like Brooklyn. Yeah, and you're like yeah, dude. Sorry, like there's a discussion, dude. So for me. I took an Uber from Boston to New York. Oh my God. That's, yeah. that's how much was that? It was, well, we went off the, we got him to switch off his oh. Uber app. Oh, that's smart. But I was with three other friends. Under the table. We had the option to take an Amtrak or split an Uber. We negotiated him to 400 bucks. It was $100 a person, less than the train. Yeah, Amtrak is the most expensive overpriced thing ever. Yeah. It blows. But, but here's what was amazing about it. So we drove home with this guy. It's a long drive. Yeah. I mean, it's a full four hours. Yeah. It's three and a half if you don't hit traffic. It's four. Yeah. From Boston to New York on highways. Yes. And this guy had never been to New York City before. <laughs> so we drove into the city and he is looking up <laughs> at the buildings. <laughs> Like some cast member on coming to America. (laughs) Like he had just stepped off, you know. You're giving him recommendations. Yeah. You got to try Mamoons. Yeah. Well, we're pointing out. (laughs) I had to point out like there's the, you know, Empire State Building. He's like, wow. He's heard so much about it. I told him after he dropped this off, I was like, all right, man, safe drive home. And he's like, oh, I'm actually going to just drive around for a bit. And and he's going to do what you did in Amsterdam. Yeah, it's fun. So, you know. That was that's the longest, but but it's not a bad um, idea if you can, especially if you can convince him to go off. You can calculate, you know, because Uber takes what twenty, thirty percent or something. Oh yeah. So you you factor in what their rate is on the app, and then you say, listen, we're going four hours. Are you willing to do it? If so, can we turn off the app and offer you a little bit below, maybe ten percent below? So he's still making more in cash, but you know, you save some money. That's good. That's yeah, dude. Very smart. That's yeah. a good hack to like, you know, figure it out. Cause yeah, that, yeah. It, that's a more straightforward concept than it seems like. One time I missed a train coming home from, uh, Saratoga Springs. And that's far. And I got an, I got an, I took an Uber from there to, uh, to the city. Damn. That's like two hours. Well, that's less than the Boston one, though, right? It is, but that guy, the guy, the guy from there was—he'd done it before. Oh yeah. One time, <laughs> I've actually—I'm so sorry. The plot thickens. I've, Francis has done this a million times. Apparently, I've taken 
two <laughs> Ubers home from Saratoga. Oh, okay. One time I was up there doing comedy and I missed the train. I had him take me to the train. I missed the train. And then I was like, shit, can you just drive me all the way? <laughs> He's like, no problem. <laughs> and, pro. you know, I paid him 200 bucks or something. It sucked, but whatever. And then the other time I was on a, I was at a bachelor party in Saratoga, which, by the way, once the world resumes its normal pace, if you're ever looking for a very fun bachelor party, Saratoga Springs, the horse races, that weekend is a spectacular uh, bachelor party idea. Sick. Really, really fun. That's really cool. So one of my best friends had his bachelor party there. And then four of us on Sunday, maybe five of us, took took an Uber home. The first guy refused. He was like, I'm not driving to New York City. Get out of here. So yeah. we got out of the car. And then the next guy who picked us up was like, yeah, no problem. Um, do you mind if I swing home to my house really quick? I have to drop something off. <laughs> what do you think that was? Fuck. Can you give me? I'm trying. All right. So this guy, you know, what he do said I, think... I have to. I have to. Was it the to... baby seat or something? No, no. Is we're that, all in the car guess. and he knows that we're going to New York City. I need to drop something off real quick. I have no idea. It was a gun. Oh, my God. I had a gun under his seat. Why? Because he's an Uber driver, and I think he's had unruly passengers before. And once you get into the Ubers outside of major cities, you get civilians that are just doing it kind of part-time. That's true, yeah. Like, this is a dude in his pickup truck or dude, whatever. Dude, honestly, everywhere I've ever been besides New York City, it's like normal-ass people. Exactly. Yeah. They expect you to sit up front. Jared Freed does a great bit about it. Or he used to, where he would say, like, this Uber driver picked me up and was mad that I got in the back. She goes, <laughs> uh, she goes, get up front. You're making me feel like your driver. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Dude, so. Sorry, sorry. So, no, go ahead. Go no, ahead. but th that idea is so funny to me. Like, some girls in the back seat, like some drunk girl, like, oh, yeah, I'm going to puke. And the guy's like, Ch -ch -ch. he's like, yeah, yeah. You better puke out the fucking window. Yeah. Oh my god! Ew! Like relax. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I, I, you almost feel like there there are less protections for those sorts of people because you know you, they don't know who's getting into their car and whoever gets in could could just attack them. Totally. You know they're driving down back roads. Yeah. You, you get into an Uber in New York and act like a dick. They're going to be witnesses. You're under street lamps. You're you're passing by Union Square. There are cameras everywhere. Yeah. So. It's something much more in I don't know, a commercial and, and enterprising about riding in Ubers in New York versus hopping into someone's minivan. Right, right. Where they as you said, they might have a small child in the back seat. Right. <laughs> in <laughs> in rural America or whatever. I always think it's funny when uh you get you ever get picked up by an Uber driver who like his friend is just hanging with him for the night? Yeah. <laughs> That's always weird as fuck. I'm One like, time I had a guy had his wife in the back seat. Or, or not the back seat in the passenger seat. Yeah. They were ripping cigs together. <laughs> Smoking eaters. And it would, if it had just been him, I don't know. I probably wouldn't have said anything. But with two people, I didn't want to like break their bond of marriage yeah. by asking them to, ex <laughs> to extinguish their cigs. Man, I forgot about that. I remember when I used to get into a cab, I would ask the driver if I could smoke a cigarette in the cab. Come on. I'd be like, can I smoke? He'd be like, yeah, 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 sure, sure. Yeah. That, I mean, those are the days, dude. Back, oof, the wild Fucking west. crazy. Um, so he, he dropped the, he, he he drove to his house and he took his gun out. 
I knew it was a gun. And the reason I knew it was a gun, because when he said it, I knew that New York City, you are the rules for bringing guns in this. I mean, you can't bring a gun into the city. Mm, you yeah. get pulled over, even if it's a license fire, you know, because he had a license for it up in Saratoga. Right. But getting a license for a, a concealed carry or whatever in, in New York is much harder. Like not a thing, really. By the way, I looked into it. Did really? I tell you about that? No. Yeah. I looked into the process for acquiring a firearm in New York. Okay. Two questions. First of all, what was the reasoning? You remember when the guy broke in? Oh. Yeah. All right. So that's a hero fantasy right there. Francis Hero fucking popping the guy. What do you do in my apartment, asshole? Yeah, that's not a fantasy. It's not I as have. much of a that's not a Do you know why though? Here's why. Because I know if I shoot him, I'm gonna have to clean something up. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. I his brains are splattering all over artwork, <laughs> nice carpets that we care about, uh, my piano, we got bookshelves. Bra- we got brains on the war hall. I don't want that. And I know this. There's a movie with the actor from Dexter. Um, Michael C. Hall. Michael C. Hall that I watched. I could not tell you the name of this movie for the life of me. But it's about him. I think he's in Texas or something. An intruder comes into his home and he shoots him dead. And that's in the be- the very first few minutes of the movie. And then the rest of the movie is him kind of coping with it. But I'll never forget the scene of him having to clean up yeah. <laughs> the, br- the brain matter. Do you have the name of it? That sounds right. Cold in July. Dude, how funny is it that this guy's just getting typecast as a guy who has to clean up guts? <laughs> very true very true however in michael c hall's defense he has a lot of range as an actor yeah no he does i saw him on broadway yeah i was gonna say he's a theater guy in uh fuck it was in the last few years he plays a he plays like a transgender uh uh i forget what it's called but yeah star like you know cabaret star kind of yeah, uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Yes, I saw him in that role, which he took over from uh, Neil Patrick Harris, and he was phenomenal. Great sure. singing voice, you know, just really killed it. So yeah. Anyway, the gun. Oh, yeah, this guy drops his gun off, and um, oh, I I looked into getting a gun license, <laughs> and <laughs> you know, because I had a guy break in. And for a minute there, we were looking at an apartment, my girlfriend and me, my girlfriend and I were looking at an apartment that was on the ground floor again, but didn't have bars over the windows. Oh, okay. So there was a window access right. on the street. Not, not ideal. And I thought, my God, you know, if, because all at that time, everyone was talking about rising crime rates in New York and. All this stuff, and I just thought, Mike, you know, can we really move here with with that access to the right, street, dude? So I started looking into a just just out of curiosity, a gun permit for New York. Not as hard as I would have thought. It it takes a while, but they're not as stingy. You just have to have good, like a good. You have to interview for it. You know, you have to fill out your paperwork. You can't have a criminal record. All the all the basic stuff. Um, and I think it takes about six months. Crazy, bro. 
Speaking of which, you sent me a picture of the guy who broke in. He looks like Joe Alfano. Do you know Joe Alfano, the comedian? Yeah. yeah. He kind of looks just like he does. pretty crazy. Yeah. I heard that guy died, by the way. Joe? No. Oh, the guy. The guy who broke into what? my apartment three years How'd ago. How'd he die? I don't know. And I only heard this because I spoke to the real estate agent who rented me this place. Mm-hmm. And he's close to the owners here. And of course, as I mentioned, the guy who broke into my apartment was friends with one of the owners. And what a the crazy real est- plot twist. Here. I know. <laughs> the, the real fuck? estate agent told me that he was killed. Crazy. But, Up to some dubious. Yeah. I mean, fucking nuts, I dude. think he was neck deep in crime. Crazy. Well, dude, I have a funny uh, Uber thing as well. But we're going. Do you have more gun stuff? No. Okay. I'm done with guns. <laughs> um, the. I had a, an, an Uber driver once who was like, hello. I don't know what he was. Like, I'm, I'm going to like fuck up his accent. I'm yeah, but it, if you say you don't know what he was, it's not racist. It's also, yeah, so whatever. He was somebody, I think he was an Eastern European guy or something. Now it's racist. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Regardless. You could have done any accent. I'm happy with, with making him Eastern European yeah. because if it was, wasn't clear and okay. I was doing something of a different race, do, do, that would be... Do, the, do that accent. It doesn't matter. I'm not going to... like Just to add slightly to it as how I remember him sounding. He goes, hello, how are you? And I go, hi. And he goes, it's so crazy. Now I say, hello, how are you? He goes, when I was a cab driver, I was a piece of shit. <laughs> he goes, I didn't give a fuck. I was an animal. Like... <laughs> I was like, Jesus. He's like, yeah. He goes, now the Uber, he's like, you, you know, you have to, like, they rate you. So, you know, now I'm, ha, ha, hello, hello. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this guy's. Like, everyone nicer. You know, this guy's like a fucking character. So he starts telling me about back in the day when people would try to run out on the cab. Mm. And dude, it was so funny. He's like, you just know, man, the second these fucking guys get in your car, you know, you see them, you know. I'm like, okay. He go, I was like, well, how do you know? He goes, want to know how? He goes, they always want to go somewhere far, right? They go far away. And then halfway through the cab ride, they just stop talking. They don't say shit. And that's how you know. And I'm like, oh, my God. So he goes, yeah, this one guy, he goes, they stop talking. I see them. He goes, I'm just ready. I'm ready to fucking chase them down. He goes, the cab stops. I go, okay, you know, however much money. The guy's jet. They run out of the car. I fucking get out of the car. I start chasing him like a panther. He starts doing that. He goes, and I get one of them. I break his fucking leg. What? I'm like, like, what the fuck? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. I mean, what's the story? That guy sounds like a guy who got into taxi driving to handle his rage problem. (laughs) Some people would opt for UFC fighting. He saw an opportunity <laughs> to be violent as a cab driver. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, you know, who knows what, what ended up happening at the end of that story. But How do you break someone's leg? I'm not sure. I've started being like, okay, this is a little, but perhaps embellished at least 15 to 20%. Yeah, what a storyteller, though. Panther and all that. Dude, him good. doing the panther motion with that sound effect, I was like, this is too fucking good. <laughs> like, what a character, man. See if we get him on sometime. Crazy. Dude. Have you ever been in the same uber twice in one day no i've I've like called and canceled the same uber mm. but i've never been in the same uber that's another phenomenon that is unique to, to kind of uh rural places right because there's only like three uber drivers yeah there. whereas in new york the odds are so slim i don't think it's ever happened to me in new york it's never happened to me it did happen to me in kansas city though really yeah how was that fun 
he didn't remember me, which is insulting. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> was it over a, a period of time, or was it was the same day? No, it was the, it was two days later. Okay, or yeah, like the next sense. day or something. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> Guys, if you're thinking about starting a podcast, fill in the blanks here. If I were in a concert right now, and I said, "If you're thinking about starting a podcast," I'd then turn the microphone to all of you sitting in the stadium, and you would all yell, "Anchor, anchor!" And then you'd say, "Go to Anchor.fm to download the software." where you could host your very own podcast, see all the best analytics. You could see it in a way that was really user-friendly and nice and not too technical and industry jargony. It's a way that any person can look at it and be like, ooh, that's pretty. And also it's our podcast. And you, there's no minimum listenership required to advertise and monetize. So you can immediately have ads when you hit the ground running. It's really exciting, really spectacular. If you want to start your very own podcast, Anchor.fm, download it now. Well, dude, that reminds me of... Uh remote i went to a really remote place a couple weeks ago and i was going to mention it last time and i forgot to um we were shooting something like this production company wants to shoot this show about like small towns Hmm. essentially so we went to this town called centralia pennsylvania have you ever heard of it no so this town i saw you post that on instagram i just figured it was another one of your wackadoo ideas so this was actually for like uh yeah this was for like a production this was like for a thing so there was all the there were you know there were guidelines and shit i wasn't just kind of like gallivanting around anyway so this town uh there there was a an oil fire that started underneath the ground in 1982 maybe something around there uh and the fire is still burning underneath the town and it will be burning for like another 200 years god yeah so essentially the town completely vacated the government's like you have to leave the gas levels and stuff are not safe. You're not allowed to live here anymore. You have to leave. So everyone's like, yeah, okay. But then like a group of like four or five people were like, we're not fucking leaving. This is our home. And they like countersued the government and won. So now there's like six people who live in this town. There's a lot of like people who ride ATVs who come in and they like, there's this like graffiti highway that has all these mounds of dirt on them. And people kind of like ride over them. There's a couple of places where you can see smoke coming out of the ground. So it kind of gets like a lot of dark tourism. And dude, there's like, four or five people in the town. And it's pretty crazy, man, because if you like, there's three houses. One of the houses has a sign on the front lawn that says, go away, like go home. <laughs> so, and then the other house, uh, there's like a camouflage SUV on the front lawn. And it's funny, the production people were like, it's like when we, when we go to ask people for interviews, we don't even go to places where there's a pickup truck. Cause we just expect that they're not gonna. Yeah. I was like, that's so weird how pickup trucks have this weird reputation. So anyway, there was one other house and we got an interview from the guy. Oh, it wow. was an interview. It was pretty cool. But it was just like, what a weird ass little town. That, the way you're painting it, I mean, it, it sounds a bit like a, just a collection of guys who are part of the Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, it's like a post-apocalyptic kind of thing. It's sorta. so weird, dude. Yeah, and, neat. and this project you're working on, it, it is meant to highlight unique and obscure places yeah like that. it's not like uh you know we weren't like interviewing this guy and making fun of him it wasn't like that at all i mean we right. just were like trying to hear about like what his deal was and stuff i don't mm-hmm. know so it was pretty cool and you know who knows if anything will come of come of it but it was interesting to kind of go to such a weird random unique little spot that's cool you know you are the king of off the beaten path american locales yeah it's funny actually because my friend who was working on it hit me up and he was like he was trying to get in contact with like one of somebody that we know who's like a big, big, big deal. You know what I mean? He's like, Hey man, do you know this person? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, but like, he'll get mad at me if I send him this. Mm. Yeah, I think people don't realize that. 
that like you're like some some things are just like beneath certain people. Yeah. And I was like, he's busy working on his show. Like he's not gonna do this. I think I think um that's fair, but I also think that there's a way to present it where it wouldn't be offensive. No, I don't think it's uh, agreed. And I don't even necessarily think it's offensive to begin with, but like and it's worth a shot, I guess. But it just depends on how much they have going on and whether or not they need money, really. Right, right. So I don't, yeah, this, I mean, this, there's no money in yet. And like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. But it, but it's funny because he explained the concept to me and I was like, you must not know me that well. I'm like, this is like right up my alley. I'll happily get involved with this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. You love that stuff. I don't know. Um, I, I want to ask you a, a relationship question. Please. If we can pivot for a second. Let's do it. So... My girlfriend has been uh, a little under the weather. She got COVID tested negative. So it's not that. It's just a regular cold. Cool. But she's been coughing a lot Mm. through the night. Mm. Whose job is it to get up and go sleep on the couch? Oh, man. (laughs) That's a tough one, dude. Chris's laugh was was built. So, dude, just built. I love. I, that. I think, un- unfortunately for you, and you're about to get way, annoyed at me with this answer. Yeah, uh, I'm not. Okay. Because I go ahead. Okay. So, <laughs> so I think that unfortunately, since she is the one not feeling well, you're the one who has to vacate. That's correct. Unfortunately, that's correct. That's the correct answer. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, the sick person stays in the sick bed, but. The other question is, of course, if you were the one coughing and not feeling well, do you get the bed? See, this is the problem, too. I don't know if that I think you maybe just then it then it's just the then it's just a gender thing. And is that your fault, though? Like, as the man, is that like an ego thing where you're like, I'm fine. I'll sleep on the couch or or does she expect you to no, sleep on the couch? I'm not toughing it out. I am <laughs> out of respect. I am. I don't want her to have to deal with it and I'm going to let her sleep peacefully and I'm going to go sleep up on the couch. That's very nice. And it's funny. I do. You take a lot of kind of like controversial stances on sort of like relationship topics sometimes, but like at the end of the day, if you look at your track record, yeah, you are very much, uh, you know, a gentleman in the modern era. Well, I think there's a reason that we've, you know, been together for two, two plus years and, and are very happy and having, have a healthy relationship. Um, because I do align for the most part on, on what I would consider the, the more courteous side of, of relationship ideals. I, I have slept on the couch the last two nights and I'll tell you, I don't love it. Yeah. It's not great. Sleeping on a couch when you are some 20 feet from your bed hurts it's like what happened here what went wrong why am i couch surfing you feel like a drifter (laughs) it's funny to just sleep something about sleeping on a couch is just fundamentally flawed you know you wake up and you're 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 like where am i and you see you know how many fucking clocks there are on like microwaves and refrigerators and wine fridges that that are always in that blue incandescent <laughs> light that you don't think is bright until you try to sleep nearby and then i have to go you know i'm already tucked in and i gotta get up and i gotta put blankets over them yeah um, that's crazy which sucks there's all kinds of noises 
in the living room that you don't hear in the bedroom. Totally, dude. You're hearing different stuff. And you can hear the buzzing sometimes of those clocks. There's a lot of stuff going on. Upstairs, above us, our neighbor, I don't know what happened, <laughs> but two nights ago, their dog barked nonstop from four till six in the morning. Now, can you hear that from where your bedroom is? As if it was speaking to me. <laughs> And I don't understand if they, I don't understand if they weren't home mm -hmm. or if they're training it and just ignoring it or how they slept through it themselves. Yeah. Because it was incessant. Jeez, dude, that's rough. So I haven't slept that well for the last two nights. I'm not, I'm not happy about it. And unfortunately with that, as well as my proximity to my girlfriend, I fear that I'm going to get sick as well. Yeah, no, totally. There's, there's a lot of concerns. There's this inevitability when you're in a relationship of if one of you gets sick, you both get sick, that I hate. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> because your significant other expects you to take care of them. Mm -hmm. You know, which, which means not keeping your distance. Mm -hmm. It's very hard to take care of somebody and stay on the opposite side of the room. Totally. So they almost expect you to get it too. No, right. Totally. That's why I'm so surprised that the rest of my family was able to continue to test negative. I mean, knock on wood, they've taken a couple more tests since mm -hmm. then and stuff. But dude, you're right. Like there is definitely this all or nothing. We all go down together mentality. Yeah. Well, dude, about, about couch sleeping too. Like just as far as the act of actually sleeping on the couch, mm -hmm. there's just so many problems with it. Like typically you're not in a position where you can fully extend. And I don't know if, if your your couch is no, big our, enough. No, our couch is big enough, fortunately. That's good. Okay, so say that even with that to be the case, then there becomes this awkward moment where because of the nature of a couch, there's cushions, right? So if you're sleeping and you finally get yourself in a comfortable position, you find yourself like slipping into the crack on the backside of the couch. Mm -hmm. So then you're like, you know what? I'm going to move the, the, the back pillows and see if that maybe yeah. works. And then you do that. And then all of a sudden there's all this clutter around you and that fucking sucks too. Yeah, yeah. And it still sort of doesn't actually help. No. You then try to bring your pillows. Your pillows don't fully fit on the couch. There's that hard thing behind your head. Like it ultimately ends up being a very unpleasant sleeping experience. Sure does. Sure does, dude. You know? And I would also add that the cracks and spaces in between the cushions cause this strange up and down, bumpy, inconsistent plane. Yes. Which fucks with your spine so bad. Absolutely, man. So it's I've slept good. on the couch the last two nights. I'm really. Uh, not happy about it but you know i think that's what you gotta do i think that the sick person stays in the bed and i asked a friend of mine or no she asked some of her co-workers and unanimously they said that the sick person stays in the bed and the other person goes to yeah the couch Dude, I mean, yeah. I guess that's the way it is. That's just the way of life, man. Yeah. Um. Well, I, I thought of something funny. We've gotten a couple messages about this, um. So I wanted to bring this up. Good. In the you know, in lieu of what we're talking about. So, based on kind of like gender norms and this kind of shit. So someone asked us this, and this this isn't like that groundbreaking of a question, but I'm just curious to see what you have to say. They asked, "Would you ever, or how would you feel about your girlfriend proposing to you?" Um, <laughs> not great. Yeah, not great. Not great. 
So what what do you envision that being like? So say she proposes to you. Well, this is the plot of an Amy Adams movie called um, Leap Year, where she knows of an Irish custom where on a leap year, the woman can propose to the man. But the movie was terrible. <laughs> and it made me think the entire idea was har- horrible. <laughs> well, well, let me add this. You know, it, it potentially falls in line with some of your, you know, controversial takes, including that of you yeah. know, how expensive an engagement yeah. can be. But but here's the thing. There's there's no scenario where I wouldn't feel ambushed by that. Well, was it isn't I guess you're right. It's like, not so much the masculinity of wanting to, you know, the man asks for the hand in marriage and all of that. It's not feeling emasculated that my girlfriend maybe gets down on one knee and asks me to marry her. It's that I would prefer to have control over the timing and, and uh, of all that. Right, right. And if I knew that she were ready to accept a proposal, uh, I, I wouldn't want to be on the lookout for her to potentially do it. Like beating her to the punch? I don't, I don't know exactly. It doesn't... It's funny because I know that I try to break from tradition in a lot of these things, and I, I scoff at the, how, how rooted <laughs> many of them are and outdated they feel. But that one, that one doesn't work for me. That's pretty funny, though, dude. Like, you see her location, you're like, what are you doing at Tiffany's? Yeah. You know, the shared what, locations. What, what was your original question? Because I kind of didn't really answer it. No, I, yeah, you sort of did. You answered it. I basically was just asking, like, your thoughts on being proposed to. Because somebody asked us that. Yeah, I, I like, don't eh, like it. interesting. And I don't know why. Um, yeah, I can't pull it. I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, and I'm not embarrassed to say this, I would feel emasculated. Maybe I would too. Maybe that is what it is. I, there's something like nice about that tradition to me. If someone was like, well, it's a social construct, whatever the fuck someone would have to say, who, who is somehow in favor of the other way around. Like, I have no problem with that tradition. Sometimes traditions are all right. They're not yes. necessarily offensive. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, and, and, you know, the, the, and there's more to be said about this sort of theme. Like, you know, as far as the last name thing. You know what I mean? Like, right. would you ever be willing to let your kids have your wife's last name instead of yours or something? Is that a reasonable argument? Hmm. Does anyone even argue that? Like, I don't even know. I don't know the answers to these things. Yeah. I, I don't know. If my wife had a huge commitment to her own last name and it mattered a lot to her, I would be open to our kids having hyphenated last names. Right. That doesn't really bother me. It doesn't bother me either. But I do think that I would want my kids to have at least a part of my name in their name. Yeah, no, same. And I'm also fine with uh, the idea of my wife keeping her last name. Absolutely. I don't care about that at at all. all. Doesn't bother me at all. Not at all. Yeah. Um, That's a really good question. I'm, I'm just, I'm tossing it around in my brain. I... I don't like the idea of being proposed to, but only because it makes me anxious. It makes me feel like all of a sudden now I need to now I need to prepare myself for it. <laughs> like I need to be on the lookout and I don't know when it's coming and I'm I'm scared. Interesting. That's yeah. how I feel. I, mean, I don't yeah, know why. Oof, okay. Crazy. All right, dude. So I got something else funny for you here. Great. Um speaking of of Francis, mm-hmm. 
your boy Pope Francis got a little heat today because we were talking about this. Yeah, is this the DM of the to the the porn star or something? So it's not exactly that from what I've read, but the, the way that it was read, and I I read uh, online articles from this magazine called Foreign Policy. I think they have good good stuff. Um, that's just like not Americentric news, whatever. Yeah. Um, but this at the end of the each the daily newsletter, they do like an odds and ends section. It's always like a funny story. Right. So this is what how this story read. I thought it was very funny. The Vatican has appealed to Instagram for answers after the account belonging to the po- to Pope Francis appeared to click like on a racy picture posted by Brazilian model Natalia Garaboto. And it says we can exclude that the like came from the Holy See, which is the Vatican City. And it turned to Instagram for explanations. A Vatican spokesperson told The Guardian. This is my favorite line here. Divine intervention has been ruled out in the case of the mysterious <laughs> like. <laughs> The, p- <laughs> the Pope is, however, known to have a social media team that assists in his earthly outreach efforts. Garibaldo herself has seen the lighter side of the mini scandal. At least I'm going to heaven, she said. Mm, nice little story. Good for her. How do you feel about that? Can the Pope like pictures of women wearing racy shit? You know, I want to say that he can, but he can't. <laughs> can he not? No. No. Why? Because for th- he's, the, he's the figurehead of, of Christianity. And uh, he's supposed to be above those earthly pleasures, you know? What about the re- the respect? So so I think that this could be a thing that is more of a heated discussion that maybe we, we even think. Because, like, is there anything wrong with the body? Showing the body. She's not naked. And even no, being- no. But the Pope is, you know... If you talk about what what is it? Is it only Catholic priests who take a vow of, vow of celibacy? I think so. I would think the the Pope probably is the Pope has celibate. Yeah. So then that means that he's not supposed to be doing this. Liking a photo of a girl of a girl in a in a bikini. He's also older. Maybe he's like, oh, I love that magenta. The other problem bikini. is that he's known to be this sort of shoot from the hip progressive guy which everyone's excited about but it's one thing for him to say you know we need to change our stance on gay marriage it's another thing for him to start double tapping you know thought squat pictures it's also funny that he like got busted and now is just like throwing his hands up like any guy like a picture of a girl well i don't know how that i didn't do that i must have gotten hacked i must have gotten hacked it does sound as though Someone from his team. I, I have a hard time imagining that he can really, you know, do you think he has a smartphone that he just pulls up Instagram and starts browsing when he's on the toilet? <laughs> the Pope, you're like trying to talk to the Pope. He's not listening. He's like, yeah. huh? <laughs> you're like, uh, Francis, Pope Francis. I, I, uh, I just don't know. Um, <laughs> but it is a, it is a, I guess in a way it's a step towards modernization of, of the papacy. And it's, I don't know. That's a good thing for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Because it's such an old institution. Yeah. They still have a list of banned books. Jesus. And I think Harry Potter was on there for a while. Have you been to the Vatican? No. Cool. I, I would go someday. Been, Chris? Yeah, Is it cool? It's really cool. Yeah. It's you know, I always stayed away because it seemed like such a tourist trap. And it, it, it felt like the, the Times Square of... of Religion? Of, it, no, of Italy. <laughs> You know, right. uh, but there's like that that religious element. It's like a pilgrimage for people. Yes, it's like a mecca for Catholicism. 
Yeah, but if I if I'm gonna go to something that holy, I would be much more interested in seeing the Wailing Wall in Jerusalem. Oh right, we should go, bro. I have you been to Jerusalem? No, uh, excuse me. Oh sorry, Israel. Have you been to Israel? It's funny that you asked this because when I was like 24 or 25, I was trying to figure out how I was gonna sneak onto a birthright trip. I've had that thought. <laughs> I've had that thought. I was like, I can prove it. I was like, this is just about spreading Judaism. Like, whatever. Like, I'll, you know, I'll go here and listen to what they fucking have to say. I think they're more more willing to to sort of look the other way on people who are interested in doing it than you'd think. Yeah, yeah. I think they are very accepting and, and open to it. Yeah, and regardless of your take on the trip, it is extraordinarily clear that there is an angle to the trip. Absolutely. A very strong angle, in my opinion. I have never gone on it, but I know dozens of people who have. They don't try to hide that. It's all about introducing you to other people that they hope, you know, other Jews, typically, that they hope you will marry, yeah. right? and I've had friends who literally fell in love on birthright. Absolutely. And then either snapped out of it or didn't. Dude, it's it's got to be one of the most brilliant ways to introduce young people. To their the, culture and stuff. For, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's very clever. Have um, you been to Israel? No, I would love to go. I'm dying to go. I was supposed to go. I was in, I've mentioned this before. I was living in Jordan for like over yeah. a month. And one day I was supposed to take a bus. There's one way, there's a couple ways maybe, but there's one way where you can take a bus. I was driving down to Petra and there's a bus that you can take to go into Israel. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately some like shit happened on the bridge that day and mm-hmm. they shut it down. So um, yeah. I could not go, but it's certainly on my list. The yeah. way that, you know, most places are. I'd be, I'd be keen to go for sure. Dude, when things... You know, knock on wood, I was watching, I was listening to Bill Gates last night talk about the vaccine rollout mm-hmm. situation. And he was saying that, you know, they're going to start rolling it out soon-ish in the next month or so to mm-hmm. people who really need it. Right. But he's saying that by next summer, he anticipates that things will be completely normal again. Who the fuck knows? But having said that, I would love, you know, someday it'll be fun to go on a trip together. Yes. Yeah, I agree. And even, you know, a couple's trip I'd be down for, a you and me trip I'd be down for. Yeah. Just going somewhere. Sounds like a good time. The boys. Chris looked at me weird. Like, are you and me, Chris? Yes, Chris, we will Chris, be sharing a bed and snuggling. Come. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah of course. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? uh, we'll call it there. You guys uh, have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll, we'll be back on Thursday with another episode. But uh, have a great week. If you're with your family, enjoy your time together. Thanks for joining us on Oops the Podcast. Send any thoughts to oopsthepodcast at gmail.com. Follow our Instagram. Follow our YouTube. Follow us at Francis C.C. Ellis at Not Julio with a J. I'm Francis. He's Julio. And we'll see you soon.